From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about how video games can impact your marriage for better or for worse. And here's a quote that's been attributed to Anonymous that says, I truly don't mind my husband playing video games. It's when he makes them a priority over me that I have a problem. I told him that they will ruin our marriage. He laughed and kept on playing. Mm. And that could actually go either way as we're going to be talking about in today's show. It could be husband or wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about that, but we're going to be talking about video games. But first we start each and every one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's experiencing transformation in their marriage. And this hug comes from an iTunes review that we received that said, I'm writing after listening to you guys for about two weeks now. I was immediately inspired to communicate to my spouse about issues and already after two weeks, our marriage feels reborn. Mm. Just communicating instead of hiding behind fear, pride, and laziness has made such a change. Make no mistake, God has used you guys mightily to shake us out of the doldrums after 12 years of marriage and four boys. Mm. We can't thank you enough. Consider this a big hug. I love it. Yes, I love that we get to shake them up and shake some folks up in the one family every once in a while to get out of it. And, and you know what? Sometimes Elisa and I get behind these microphones to even shake ourselves out of that place. Absolutely. And you know, this is a show that it's always so interesting to me to just kind of watch the evolution of a show and where it comes about. Because over the last few weeks, there was a span of about three days where all of these incidents happened. I had a coaching client talk to me about the impact of video games on her marriage. I was at a bridal shower and, you know, I go to a bridal shower and inevitably we start talking about marriage and, Mm -hmm. you know, sex and all these kinds of things. And this gal there was talking to me about the struggles in her marriage around video games. And then we received this Instagram message from someone asking, from a wife asking if we'd ever done a show on the impact of video games on marriage. And you all know, I strongly believe in the power of three. Yes, you do. If there are three touches around any particular topic, Tony and I start looking into it to say, okay, what's going on? What's going on in the one family? Mm -hmm. Why is this coming up and and what's going on right now? And, And, you know, so, so we're going to take a look. You know, what is, what is impacting, what's the impact of video games on marriage and, and what's actually happening behind the controllers. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I had to do a lot more research for this show than, than for other shows, because one is there's a lot of research out there okay on video games, on who's playing. And I, okay, this was a really scary statistic um, because I started saying, well, I wanted to know, like, what does it look like in the United States? Just because that's where we record the show. We are Americans. I could spend hours like researching video game usage around the world. But there was a research study that was released in October of 2019 that found that 73% of Americans to and up play video games. Wow. I so wish you guys could have seen Tony's eyes right now. Wow. (laughs) He hadn't seen that stat yet. And his eyes just got big as saucers. That's a lot. When you think about it from the age of two, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've done it. We've handed our phones to the kids when we're, we're trying to get some. Like, we've done it. And think about this. The the U.S. population, so 2019 census was 319 million. Did you just look that up? Did I look that or up? did you know that? That, that was like an, a crazy number. Like, no, what? I looked it up a little earlier because oh, okay. I, I wanted to know how many folks are in the United States to, to put that number into perspective, because you say 73%, well, 73% of a thousand is, you know, 73, mm-hmm. no, 730. Yeah. But when you look at it from a, from the, the expansiveness of our country and you have 319 million, think about that number. Yeah. Cause you're over and then minus and Yeah. And then you got to minus the ones that are from newborns to like two and all that, yeah. but uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's still a lot of people. That, that play video games, mm-hmm. right? Like not maybe compulsively, not an everyday thing, but but that's a lot of video mm. game usage. And, and there was another statistic that said that video games account for 17% of a user's entertainment time. So like a fifth, you know, whether it's TVs or movies or whatever, video mm. games can count for that. And like our, our son plays video games. We have video games in our house. We know that, you know, a lot of you play video games on your phone or on computer. Like it all kind of falls under that umbrella mm-hmm. and they can be a form of entertainment. Absolutely. The statistics bear it out. They also can be a form of stress relief, mm-hmm. right? Where you've, you know, you've had a long day. It's just kind of, you know, mindless and you know, whether, I mean, in the old days it used to be Tetris and now it's, I don't know, it's like blocks or, you know, Candy Crush, you know, Candy Crush got commercials everywhere. You know, there are all these games, you know, but there's also War Worlds and, and Minecraft and Fortnite and, you know, all of these different things. I remember like Angry Birds. That, that, and that's like dating me. I, I don't play video games. Yeah. I, I don't find any entertainment in it. For me, they're, they, it, it, truly, it's saying 17% of users, this is their entertainment time. To me, video games is not an entertainment for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in the age when video games were first coming around. And so in my generation, I mean, we had the Commodore 64 and the Atari and I mean, Pong, Pong, (laughs) but it was, it was big. Frogger, Donkey Kong. Yeah. I mean, we used to go to the local 7-Eleven down the corner Uh with our, with our bag of quarters and we would play Pac-Man and track and field. And, and I remember that as a kid, it just never carried over for Mm -hmm. me because then it became PC games and I didn't like those at all. I mean, I found those to be like SimCity and like Doom and those. To me, it just felt clunky and odd. So I never fell into it. My brother, who's six years younger though, he did. Mm -hmm. And he he loves those types of games to this day. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, our kids, like we see it with our kids, video games are a factor in their lives. But for Tony and I, it hasn't been a factor. It's not something we've ever done together, which we know a lot of you do. Mm -hmm. We had a number of comments from folks who are like, no, this is something that we do together. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the, the impact is reduced because you'll do it before your spouse gets home or when they're not home. And, and that's great because, you know, whether you're playing for fun or playing to chill out, there's no big deal there. Right. That, that's that's the for better part mm-hmm. when we talk about, you know, video games for better, or for worse. The problem is, is that there are marriages where this either is a problem or it's becoming a problem. Right. In the one family, we asked you guys, like, what's the impact of this? You know, have you ever fought about it? Thirty six percent of you have fought about video games or the amount of time spent playing them. That's over a third Mm-hmm. right? You could get together with two other couples and one of you sitting at that table, one of the couples, they're having some video game issues. 
statistically speaking. And when we talk about video games, though, too, today, we are talking about everything from game boxes to what's on our phone to PC to any type of form of video game entertainment, mm -hmm. correct? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I find it, though, it's it's interesting because I think the guys I talk to, the, the, the male friends I have, tend to be more playing on their video console. Correct. You know, they're playing Madden. Mm -hmm. They're playing... Like these other, what was some of the games? Like even Fortnite. Yeah. Like Fortnite to me was interesting just to sit there and watch Alex play it, but I would never play it. On the other side of it though, I do see more of the women playing on their phones mm -hmm. and have talked to them and, and that's for them an easy way to play. But both of them are a form of entertainment through a video game. Absolutely. And one of the other questions that we asked all of you was how, for the person that's playing, on average, how many hours per day? Mm -hmm. And there were answers all the way from, well, neither one of us plays, so that mm -hmm. would be the zeros, all the way up to people are playing 10 hours a day. And I was shocked because I was I was like trying to... I hope you're making money playing for 10 hours a day. In all honesty... Yeah, if you're like playing, if that's your job... Man, go if that's your job, if that's your business and you're killing it, man, by all means, like play it for 10 hours a day. But the average amount of time was... 2.12 hours. And I, I like, this is where I started having to do some research because I, I was like, okay, two hours a day out of 24 doesn't really seem like that big a deal. Right. Except for the fact that the average work day, according to research is 8.8 .8 hours. So I have to round up just to make it easy. That's, yeah. we're going to call that nine. That's an eight hour day with an hour lunch break. Right. The average commute is 27 minutes. So if you have to do that both ways, there's another hour. So now we're at 10 hours. That's gone up over the years. It used to be 17 minutes. Yeah, well, they must have to factor in California because you can't get anywhere. Well, in, in, in most metropolitan areas nowadays, I'm sure the traffic has gone worse all over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So average sleep time is seven hours. Okay. So that puts yeah. us at 17. Before you do anything besides work, commute, and sleep, that like you already have used up 17 of your 24 hours. Okay, so you got seven hours left. Mm -hmm. Now... If you get up a couple hours before work, most people do, you know, if you have to be at work at eight, you're getting up between like five 30 and six ish. Yeah, and you got to get the kids you ready. Get the kids. You're, 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 you know, you're getting just emails answered, whatever you need to do before you get, get out the door. Yeah. So that only leaves the five hours after work. Okay. Give or take. If you're spending one to two of those hours playing mm. video games, that only leaves three hours to do dinner, household tasks, spend time with your spouse and kids. You're cramming a lot into 180 minutes. You know, when I when I look at this, so yeah, we're not gamers, not big into video games. And yet when I look at this, what hits me is those years when I was so into cycling. Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, yeah, the average amount of time is 2.12 hours. And I'm looking at that going, you know what? When I was big into my cycling years, I was probably doing... I was probably doing that or more every, every day, mm -hmm. you know, because you, you figure my Saturdays were anywhere from like four to eight hour ride Sunday. I would take off for another two to four. And then during the week I was getting up in the mornings. Remember I would get up at oh, yes. four thirty, five o'clock every morning and I'd be on my bike. I'd be working out for another hour to two hours. And then what ended up happening though, is then I would be so spent by the end of the day. I was like, I got done. Nothing. Yeah. The, the three to four hours to do dinner, household tasks and everything was just like, I, I had nothing left in me mm -hmm. and everybody's frazzled and mm -hmm. you know, it's, 
it's an interesting thing, the video games, because they are a slippery slope. They're a form of entertainment. They are a way to chill out. And they can be, like they are for so many of you, an opportunity to just chill and connect. Mm-hmm. But what happens when when the statements come that it's like, well, I'm just going to play for a little bit, right? And then mm-hmm. then hours go by, right? Or this is no big deal. Like I'm just hanging out with my friends. Yeah, but then hours go by and that attention that could be going towards your spouse, that time that could be spent with your spouse is going somewhere else. And if you're a gamer, you may have heard your spouse say things like, I have to do everything around here. You, you stay up too late playing your video games and then you're always tired. Mm-hmm. That's typically the one I hear in coaching. Uh, you'd rather play video games or you'd rather play games than spend time with me, right? The controller becomes the mistress. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the eyes and the attention are. I go to bed by myself because you're up late playing the games. You're always so distracted or not focused. Or I can't even like the, the opening quote or for today's show. I can't even have a conversation with you. Because your attention, your eyes, your everything is on the games. And there's, it's really easy to get into this place where you're dismissing your spouse. Where you're like, you just don't understand. Like, I just want to chill out and have fun. Why are you being such an egg? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like you just don't let me have any fun. This is how I spend time with my guys. Right? And I've heard that. Like, here, here, case in point, we go to Cabo for Christmas break. We're going through the TSA line. Alex has got his backpack. That's our oldest. That's our oldest. We're going through TSA, you know, where you have to put all your computers and, and everything. Out. So he opens his backpack. And, and mind you, he's old enough that we're not like spending large amounts of time wondering what he's packing. We're pretty much like, hey, we're on a six-day trip. Make sure you have enough clothes, underwear, socks, both of our kids. Make sure you just have what you need to be ready for the trip. Right. I'm not checking anybody's bags. Right. You guys are old enough. You can do this. So here we are at TSA. The backpack opens. And I'm like trying to figure out, did he bring his iPad? Like, what's he pulling out? No, full-on gaming console. Mm Mm-hmm. Goes through TSA. We get to the hotel. It's the first thing that he plugs in. And all of a sudden, I hear all the conversation going, why? Because he's hanging out with his buddies while we're in Mexico and he's playing video games. Mm -hmm. And that's how he spent his evenings, right? Because he couldn't, this was right after the ACL surgery. He couldn't do much anyhow. That's what he was doing. But that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what's happening in marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm hanging out with my buddies. It doesn't matter where they are because I can just do it, you know, like we all hook up into the Xbox and we're good. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we're in this place where, where there's this balance shifting between what's relaxing and social to a place that's starting to rob marriages of attention and connection. So what it used to be was back in the day, this would have been, Hey, we're going to the bar. I'm going to the bar. I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go see my buds. I'm going to go chill. I'm going to their house. You know, I'm doing that. That's, that's what I equate it to. And now because our, our society is more connected, I mean, you can be on your phone doing that same thing, right? Playing games with other people. We're so connected. And as we've grown up, all those relationships that we had through high school or maybe even college or our young adult life, we've moved, our buddies have moved, our friends have moved, our girlfriends have moved away. And now this is where we can connect with them and see them again. The detriment though is when our spouse feels rejected, Mm -hmm. neglected, not loved, honored, respected. That's when we have to really start thinking, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm talking to those of you who are playing games. 
because I had to get to a point in my own life, and I'm going to say it with my cycling, that I had to get to a place going, wait a minute, this isn't about Elisa anymore. This is about me. Like, what can I do to start making a shift in my own life and in my marriage? Because if I want a marriage that's going to be extraordinary, I can't be spending, again, at that point in time, I was probably spending 14 to 16 plus hours a week working out. I was out of the house. I wasn't even around. And when I was here, I was I was done. You ride for eight hours in a day. You don't just come home and you're just like, ooh, I'm ready. I mean, there's some downtime that comes with that. And so I, I just want you to really be thinking, you know, I understand those relationships are important, man. My, my cycling relationships were very important mm-hmm. and, and, and they were, and yet making the shift to go, Hey, do I really need to do that? Do I need to do it as much as I'm doing it right now? Mm-hmm. What's more important right now in my life? Absolutely. And we have to start being people that when we hear, when we hear the warning signs, when we see the warning light, you know, the, it's like if you're driving your car and you hear the ding, you know, you at least have to look at the dash to go, why is my car dinging? Right. If if, the same thing is happening when our spouses voice the warning signs and we have to be couples that say, you know what, I'm going to address that warning sign and I need to figure out exactly what's going on under the dash. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So I actually want to start with an assignment that I I gave to one of my coaching clients where the video games were a factor in their marriage. And, you know, here, one of the reasons I love the quote at the start of the show is that that quote started with, I really don't have a problem with my husband playing video games. Right. And, and that's how a lot of spouses feel. Like the problem is not the video games themselves. The problem is how much time is being spent playing those video games Got it. and what gets pushed to the side because those video games and, and, that whole gaming world becomes a bigger priority. So I, I was talking to this couple and I said, I just want you to take one normal week. Like okay. don't do anything different. Play video games like you normally would. Go to work, spend time with your family. Don't do anything different. It's pretty easy when a coach says don't do anything different. Like right. that's, that's a good thing. I said, the only thing I want you to do is keep a log of how you're spending your time. Like just do what you would do and then spend your time. And you know, with that, what I found, and even talking to this couple, and I've heard it from countless couples that I've worked with is, you know, they'll, they'll start with, well, okay, we think this is a problem or we know this is a problem in our marriage. So we're just going to like dramatically change the schedule. We're just going to block this and we're not going to, but if you don't know how you're actually spending your time, 
it's very hard to put those changes into place. You actually have to do a time audit. Mm-hmm. We talked about this years and years ago when we first started one about doing time audits. And it's a good thing to revisit from time to time. How are you spending your time? And you got to be honest with yourself, folks. I mean, it's easy to just be like, oh, I only spent an hour when honestly you spent two. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is for you. If you really want to see some change and really want to get an idea, you got to be truthful with yourself. Like you got to be open and honest with yourself in that first step to go, wait a minute, how much time am I really spending here? And that's saying you want to change. Right. That That's saying you want to change and, and have the extraordinary marriage that you desire. And so with that, the first step is like Elisa said, take that time on it, mm-hmm. but be truthful with yourself when you're doing it. Right. Because I mean, you may think, well, it's just an hour or two, right? Like I, I'm good. I'm within the averages, but then, you know, Friday night comes and, and your spouse goes to bed. So nobody's up looking at the clock. Nobody's up saying, Hey, are you coming to bed? And before you know it, what started out as two hours has now become five hours and it's 1am. Mm-hmm. And maybe the best way to possibly do that is maybe start a stopwatch something mm-hmm. so have it have something so maybe even when you start the gaming it's like hey it's 10:01 p.m. like write that down somewhere don't leave it to guesstimate mm-hmm. i think a lot of times when i would do time audits uh, in the past the ones where i didn't do as well as those ones where i was just like oh it's nine o'clock well really it's 8:55, and then when i finish something it's really you know 10 50 but you know then it's like oh but it's really like 10 45 it's closer so have some way to really accurately know the timing mm-hmm. and yes is it going to take a little bit out of your day to to write all this down sure and yet at the end of the day, at the end of the week, you're going to have a really good idea what's happening. And it may even be something too. I mean, think of this both ways. One, you may find out that you're spending a lot more time on video games, on gaming that you thought you were, or you may actually find out that the reverse is true. That what seems like a lot, it's because of when you're playing, right? Like maybe you're playing right in the middle of, you know, like the seven to nine. And so everybody's like, it's chaos around the house and, and your spouse is like, Hey, I need a little help here. Well, you're on video games. Whereas opposed to like, Oh, well, it's really only an hour. So can I shift that hour? I don't know what you're going to find. You are going to have to do the work to figure it out and to actually just start presenting data. And that's what I share with this one couple. Like so often we get upset about things in our marriages, but if we don't have the data to back it up, then, then we're just having emotions. We have, we have some partners in the position of the month club summit partners just love these guys to death. And he, he loves spreadsheets mm-hmm. and total so data guy. He, he loves just tracking and, and his wife isn't. And so he, he just tracks and they know it. They know this is what they're doing. A lot of it's around their sexual intimacy mm-hmm. and then there are other areas of their lives. And the reason he does it is because when he gets to a place of like getting emotional or a lot of the feelings start coming like, oh man, I'm being neglected or we haven't had sex in so long. It helps him to go, wait a minute. I have all this data. I have all this information. Let me go look at it before I go blowing up on my wife Mm -hmm. about something. And so for them, it has truly helped them over the years of their marriage. And they're coming up on, I think 20 years. Are they coming up on 20 I want to say they are. I cannot um, recall. I but I mean, 18, we're talking yeah. we're talking a lot of years. And he's been doing this spreadsheet stuff for probably the last eight or nine of those mm-hmm. years. And so it's just a helpful tool. Because like Elisa said, it, then it's not a big, huge emotional thing. Because you guys can start looking at it and going, wow, you know what? 
you're not spending as much as much as we thought, or yes, you are. So it can go both ways. And it's at the end of the day, it's vital for your marriage. It's helpful for the two of you. So you're not just bickering at one each other, at one another and getting angry at one another and not able to have conversation. You guys can sort of sit back and go, okay, it's time for a walk and talk. And let's just look at some of this stuff and see what's happening. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because once you've got the data, then you need to actually start going, okay, what are the conversations that we need to be having around this? What does it look like for us to, to have a conversation about the video games, about gaming on your phone, however it's impacting your marriage, but, but have the conversation from both sides of the marriage. This isn't just like the person who's upset gets to, you know, rant and rave about the impact of games and, and how they're feeling neglected. You actually need to hear from your spouse on why they turn to gaming. And I'd also say though, let, let, let's be truthful. One spouse could be playing video games. The other spouse has another thing. Oh yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. so we're going to get there. Okay. I, I just, okay. Let's, I just, it, it hit me and I'm going, wait a minute. Let's make sure that even though I had cycling, Elisa has her thing. Oh yeah. So it, 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 there's, there's a give and take, there's an ebb and flow that's happening in this marriage. You know, we're, we're going through this journey together and there are going to be times when things are a little bit heightened and then there are times when it's just chill, mm-hmm. you know, we're, it's up and down. Well, and yeah. Okay. So real quick though, to having the conversations before I jump into what the other spouse may have, mm-hmm. have those conversations in a neutral place. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like what we talk about when we talk about discussing sex, right? If, if you're kitchen is where you tend to have the most arguments about gaming or, or, or distracted attention, then don't have the conversation in your kitchen. If it's your living room, get out of your, like best case scenario, get out for a walk and talk, go to someplace neutral, go sit in a park, get fresh air, do something so that you can have this conversation, but it's neutral. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stress how important that is because we're so, it's, it's almost like our homes have, you know, this, this underlying dance pattern, right? Like you've all seen, you know, like when somebody's trying to learn dance steps in a movie mm-hmm. or whatever, and they'll show where all the feet go. And in our marriages, in our arguments and things like that, it's like we have the feet on the floor and we just step in all the same spots and we do the same dance. So in order to interrupt that conversation, in order to interrupt, well, I, I'm going to blow up here and then, he, you know, he's going to blow up there and then I'm going to say this and he's going to, you have to interrupt the that dance pattern. steps. You have to interrupt that pattern. So you have to go somewhere else talking about those feelings about video games. But like Tony just brought up and it was so important. And, and I actually did want to mention it is that while one of you may be really distracted by video games, the other one, it's really no different than the time spent scrolling on social media, than the time spent, you know, flipping around on Pinterest to like distracted time is distracted time. And so for us in our marriage, where this really lies in, especially when it comes to electronics, I would say me, it's, it's more of like, I'm going to chill and watch the basketball game or some TV at night. Mm -hmm. I I am. I'm going to watch some ESPN. I'm going to chill. And then on the, on the flip side for Elisa, it's going to be the scrolling. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily at the same time that I'm watching TV. So then she may be getting frustrated with me because we have some work stuff that needs to get done. And yet earlier in the day, I'm getting frustrated at her because I'm trying to have a conversation and she's looking down at her phone. And so we, we walk this as well Mm -hmm. in our own marriage. It may not be exactly the video game piece of it, but there have been times when video games, especially on Elisa's side, she'll just be playing like PC solitaire or whatever that may mindless, be. Completely mindless. And, and I'm trying to gain her attention. I, I do want to bring up one thing though, too. For those of you who are like, man, 
I need to break this. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it is seriously taking me away from the intimacy I want with my spouse. Like it's seriously breaking that, that bond we have. I, I want to recommend a book called The Bondage Breaker. It is a fantastic book for all types of bondages. And I do believe video games can play one of those. I believe that my cycling was bondage. There was, I had to break that cycle. And why was I going through that? What was I gaining there? What was I looking for there that I wasn't getting at home? And so sometimes we got we to gotta really look and think like, wow, what's this about? And mm-hmm. so you can pick that up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash bondage breaker. It's a fantastic book. And, and I have re- recommended it to many a people. I have read it. It, it really does help you to see what you need to do to break that bondage of video games in your life. Or like you said, anything else. And, and it really is looking to like, at what point in time do the two of you need help? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes the conversations sound more like Charlie Brown and his teacher, where it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, wah, 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 because you've said the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. A- and you may need a third party to get in there and, and to serve as the translator to, to be able to bridge that gap for the two of you, because it doesn't have to be this, this pull, uh, the, not pull, tug of war mm-hmm. between the two of you. How can the two of you get on the same team around this particular topic? Yeah. So, Hey, if you're a gamer or you live with a gamer, discuss it. First and foremost, the one thing this week, do the time audit for both of you. See what that looks like for you guys and then take it from there. Start to understand where you're at and how it's really starting to play and have an impact on your marriage. And not just in your emotional intimacy, but maybe your financial intimacy, your sexual intimacy, your recreational intimacy. And, and what would happen if you can come together in an agreement where you're not always on that and causing frustration for you and your spouse? We love you guys. We hope you have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.